I'm Jimmy Johnson, and welcome to the Stay in the Course podcast. I'm an award-winning journalist, motivational speaker, spiritual leader, blogger, and now a podcaster. In this podcast, my hope is to introduce you to some of the most influential thought leaders around the globe, all here to inspire, uplift, and motivate you to fulfill your purpose and make a difference on this earth. Your call to stay the course. You're listening to season three, episode number six of the Stay in the Course podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson. On today's show, I'm sharing the story of Dion and Prentice Motley, a couple who managed to pay off more than $83,000 in debt in 19 months. The Christian couple is now using their experience through their business, Motley Financial Solutions, to help other Christian millennials avoid the mistakes they made so they can live a life debt-free. I truly believe the Motley story will encourage you to make better financial decisions with the money God has entrusted you. So let's jump into their story. The Motley's Kingdom Principles to Living a Debt-Free Life. Wow, like there has to be more to life than us just carrying this debt. We're trying to quote unquote live the American dream, but we didn't have the American dream. The American dream had us. It was a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Dion and Printless Motley have been married for 16 years, and majority of it, they were strapped with debt. I mean, it took it took a lot of prayer, it took a lot of just trial and error, to be honest. Um, you know, we paid off that debt in 19 months, but it took us, you know, a journey of 13 years uh, of, you know, really just back and forth, bad mistakes. Prentice says they first started accumulating debt while they were in college, and it just carried over into their marriage. You know, not really knowing how to, you know, what's the purpose of a credit card and how to use it, how to use debt wisely, um, falling into the traps of, of, of you know, of, you know, spending up our credit card maxing and then them maxing them out and then really coming together with that debt, right? So you're, you're compounding uh, student loan debt now. Um, both of ours were married now with this debt and then credit card debt. And, and just really not knowing how to manage money, right? That's that's what led us to essentially acquire so much debt. Uh, by the time, like by 2006, we um, we had bought purchased a house, and uh, our debt combined with our mortgage debt was over 250,000. At one point, at one yeah, point. by 2014, because yeah. I had gone back to school. Uh, for certifications and some of it was funded in cash and some of it we borrowed again from student loans and so you know that 83000 really was what was left over after we downsized and sold our home in 2015 and so that was one of the like aha moments. At that point Dion says they knew what they were doing wrong it just required them to shift their mindset. After we had downsized, we had about a year where we played around again, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit was like, "So y'all, y'all gonna keep doing this? <laughs> y'all just gonna keep, you know, y'all gonna keep on, on this track?" And so, you know, the goal became 
how do we tackle our money? How do we master our money? How do we become better stewards, right? God, what are we really seeking you for? Yeah, we can pray, God, help me get out of the situation and give me a solution. And he will do that, right? But you have not because you ask not. So we've got more specific in our prayers and it became, God, show me how to be a better steward. Show me how to tap into this purpose that you have for me because there has to be more. And what they were asking for became reality when they gave God 100% access to their life. And that's when things really started turning around. We did take a course uh, through our uh, church that, you know, guided us through some of the steps that we had essentially started doing, but stopped, but gave us the format and the framework to continue on. However, even with that, we still realized, okay, that we have to make it work for us. So we had to make some modifications and make some adjustments that fit our lifestyle. That momentum allowed them to refocus and dream about what life would be like on the other side of this financial crisis. We looked at our lives and said, okay, man, we've been at this thing for a while and we're not getting anywhere. You know, we believe our mindset was, man, we're going to die with our student loans. And we knew we didn't want to be in the house that we were in. And, you know, we, we started planning. We started saying, okay, what are we doing with our lives? How, you know, what is what does our life look like being debt free? Prentice created an Excel sheet and tried to do the math on their miracle. He estimated they would pay off their debt in 10 years. But God put his super on their natural. Within the first nine weeks of us, you know, really being serious about it, we had knocked out $20,000 of that 83 in nine weeks. And that was completely a faith move, a God move, because, you know, during that time, we started like around February. So it was like right before tax season. So all within that nine weeks, we had gotten an income tax refund check back. We had got we you know still have money in our savings account from the sale of our home back in 2015, and then Prentice had gotten a bonus, and so that money allowed for us to not only knock out credit cards but a few student loans and both of our car payments, and so with our car payments you know being eliminated and taking that money to apply towards debt. Him cutting back on his, you know, investments, which was a hard conversation to have, but we had a deadline. We knew that it was only going to be for a short period of time. And so knowing that there was like an end date, so to speak, to that, we were like, okay, it's it's just going to be temporary. It's just until we knock this debt out. But even making those type of faith moves, bringing our savings account down to only $1,000 to take that excess money to knock out debt. That's really where that 20000 came from. And then he was working overtime, right? So when you talk about making sacrifices, every weekend, just about every weekend, he was at work. So that was time away from each other. That was, you know, time spent, you know, with him working seven days a week, you know, some weeks. And so, you know, making that sacrifice and knowing like, okay, we're not going to have you out here just working, you know, for anything. Eventually we were went from $400 extra to almost $4,600 extra a month. And this is in excess of like covering our living expenses, rent, gas, water, utilities, and you know, all of that, that was the excess. And because I believe we were faithful with that excess, God was like, all right, I'm going to keep adding to it, adding to it. And so there would be weeks where we wouldn't even spend, you know, our full grocery budget you know, for that week. And so 
that money went to debt. And also every income tax refund check that we got, every single one. And I don't know when this is going to air, but if this is airing during income tax season, <laughs> that that's money that can be used, you know, mm-hmm. to help you get out of your financial situation, but literally every resource. And so 2017, we ended on a high note. We had about 40000 left to go. 2018, my man over here got another overtime. bonus. Overtime. From you know a, another bonus, still working overtime, and then I ended up getting a raise. So it just seemed like every single move that we were making out of faith, stepping outside of our comfort zone, really you know trusting God, you know with our money, He met us every single time. Since clearing the bill, the Motleys have created a system they continue to follow. We tie. We, um, you know, built our emergency savings account up, which, you know, was kind of like the next thing after, you know, paying off debt. We made sure that we covered at least three to three months of our expenses. And, you know, that's something, again, that we still live by and we budget every single month. We budget every single month. And especially now after dealing with the pandemic and then me stepping away from my full time job to build our business full time, we're down to one income. You know. Let's just stop right there. So, like, <laughs> that's that's the thing that amazes me about God, because you know, with us both working, I would have never thought, you know, back when we were in debt. Well, not not that I never thought we it wasn't possible. I, she couldn't have Step stopped away. stepped away from her job to do what we were what we're doing now. Um, and so, like, looking back at the obedience and the journey God has taken us through. And to be able to say, okay, I'm not even working weekends anymore. So I was working overtime, not doing that anymore. But in, in the obedience and, and uh, going after uh, what God commissioned her to do. And because of their faithfulness, a new opportunity was birthed through the process. What we have to come to terms with and realize, honestly, was that all of it worked together for our good, mm-hmm. right, in the end. And finances had constantly been something that we were like doing good with and then we'd make a mistake and then like fall off and it wasn't until um like honestly the day that we became debt free and we made that final payment and i remember uh praying before going to bed and i was just laying there like really you know crying out to god like really thanking him because he started to reveal things uh, to me that every single mistake that we had made was purposed for this next place that he's taking us to. And so every financial mistake that we had made is what allows for us to be able to speak to others, to teach to others. It was a pain point for us because there was purpose and destiny attached to it, right? So if I never used a payday loan, how could I talk to you? about what it's like to use a payday loan. If I never maxed out a credit card, how could I talk to you about that? If I never dealt with the overdraft fee or lived from paycheck to paycheck, how can I really talk to you about that? And even if you're at a place where income is not an issue for you, if I never made good money and still squandered it, how could I reach you and talk to you, you know, about that? And so we would constantly, you know, during the, the moments where we were frustrated, you know, with money and just looking at our bank account and being like, man, we made all this money. Like, where did it go? We would always be like, God, why? Why? Why are we dealing with this? Why are we? Why? Why is this a constant issue for us? Why can't we seem to get ahead? He never said it's your mindset. He just said, trust him. 
you know? And so we lived through all of this stuff and it ended up becoming the path that God revealed to us. He already ordered our footsteps and already, you know, planned everything out, but it became a realization for us like, oh, that's why. While the Motleys ultimately have reached financial freedom, there was some baggage they had to unpack along the journey. Like for me at one point, uh, I felt like as long as our bills were paid, we had a little money in savings account and we were investing, the rest was free for all. And he was more or less like, uh, nah, fam. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, I know you want the new person's shoes. I know you want to take this trip, but uh, that's not what we're doing. And at, at one point, you know, he was going to work. This was like a, within our first year of marriage. Mm -hmm. He was going to work with a hole in the bottom of his shoe. And I was like, we're not doing this. I was like, you are not getting ready to go out here and, you know, make a living for us. And you got a hole in the bottom of your shoe. And I remember I had gone out to, I think it was like famous footwear or somewhere. Mm -hmm. I had gone out and, and bought him a pair of shoes. They were on clearance. They were his size. I think I paid maybe like $40 or mm -hmm. something for them. And I brought them home and he looked at them and he was like, I appreciate it, but we can't afford this. And I literally had to have a heart to heart and was just like, you are a young, black, educated man who has graduated from college, found a job in his industry. You are making a living to cover us. You're worth more than just going to work with a hole in the bottom of your shoe. So whatever we have to do to make the adjustment to make this work so that you're okay when you leave out of here, we can do that. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, babe, I was mm -hmm. like, we're fine. I was like, we got food in the house. Our rent is paid. Our bills are paid. You can have these shoes. And, and honestly, I mean, it was just an unhealthy view of of what I thought at the time was just being responsible with money. That was unhealthy. That was a scarcity uh, or or a poverty uh, mindset. My family, we we had good moments, right? Um, my mom, uh, she pretty much raises. My dad died when I was at ten, and there were times where it was hard. You know, single mother raising five kids, uh, and uh, there were times where we, we, you know, we didn't, we never went without. Like we always had uncles and aunts who, you know, helped and, and provided. But there were times where we didn't have, you know, we we had very little. <laughs> I should say that, and so understanding that, like, okay, I know what it looks to struggle. I know what it means to get by. Right. And I know, you know, how to stretch things in my mind, you know, at that at that place where Dion had had talked about with the shoes. I'm like, OK, yeah, the shoe has a hole in it. I just need to get by. I just need to I just need to, you know, be able to, you know, make these stretch a little bit longer. Right. Not realizing that. No, this is this is stupid. Like, OK, I don't have to go get a $150 pair of Jordans or some, you know, Magnani's, you know, that are. Italian leather sneakers or whatever, I can get something reasonable, but that works that's, you know, can get me to work, right? And, and yeah, you know, I may be taking that $45 and, I, you know, we could could use that to pay off debt or to pay down something, but I've got to live too, right? And so, I, you know, in my mind frame, I had to really understand that like, you know, oh, that mindset came from childhood. Mm -hmm. That came from just not 
you know, out of the out of the necessity to learn how to survive. Right. But not knowing how to uh, say, okay, you're not there right now, even though you're in debt, even though you have other issues, you're not in a place where you're in survival mode. Right. And, And being able to recognize that, being able to go back to that place and say that, like she had to pull me out of that because I, you know, it took a while for me to realize that, that no, yeah, we're we're in a better place than where we were growing up, but we still have work to do. Hopefully you were able to take away something from this episode. If it blessed you, please do me a favor and share it with someone you think it may help. As of 2021, the Motleys say they remain debt-free and have helped dozens pay off more than $120,000. They are now offering private and group financial coaching through their website, MotleyFinancialSolutions.com. Also be sure to connect with them on social. I'll link all of their handles in the show notes. I'm Jimmy Johnson, and you've been listening to the Staying the Course podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple, Google, and Spotify and subscribe, rate, and review the show today. And remember, you're called to stay the course.